0: Today's Friday, July 30th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 419 featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy is powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% sign up bonus. Okay, here we go again. Another new edition of Celtics beat free agency is of course right around the corner There's a lot going on in the NBA as it relates to the Celtics and elsewhere And of course the NBA draft that is behind us now as we talk in real time It happened last night and the amazing thing is I don't think in the history of this program We have ever talked less about the draft going into it because (laughs) the Celtics didn't have a first rounder for the first time since 2009 Just the 45th overall pick Pursued trading up, didn't happen, they used it, and we will get into all that. But I am Adam Kaufman, happy to be with you. I'm Valenti, a staple of the program, always here. And Mark Murphy, good friend of the show, we have him on every couple of months. Just often enough, Mark, to, you know, have you on and and, and consistently hear your voice, but not often enough so that you feel like when I text you, it's a bother. I think every couple <laughs> of months is about right.
1: Yeah, I was starting to feel neglected. <laughs> it's
0: good to have you here we appreciate it as he often jokes that you know the the grandpa of the program when he's on with <laughs> us on video but the man comes in with the uh with the childlike enthusiasm and hot takes guys the newest celtic although no time soon and i hope i'm saying it right is juan Begaron, the 18 year old from france who brad stevens saying last night in all likelihood not unlike Yamadar, who we hope, of course, Celtics fans, that uh, he is here this coming year. We expect to see him in summer league coming up next month. But this kid is, he's going to be overseas and probably for multiple seasons. And, and Brad acknowledging uh, there is, and he didn't say it this way, but there, there's a benefit to obviously, you know, taking that guy and not worrying about cluttering up your roster with younger players and oh by the way letting other teams other people develop them you know kind of like do us a favor a little bit while he's still young and impressionable what did you think of the pick did it surprise you at
1: all no i i i kind of thought they were going to get another stash player i mean they just don't know what their roster is going to be at this point beyond the guys they're committed to trades will change it a little bit and listening to Brad last night, I mean, it does indeed sound like there's going to be some kind of trade around the corner. Um, He's, you know, he's raw. He's another wing, I guess. In this NBA, you can never get enough wings, right? You got Romeo, you got Naismith, you got the Jays. This guy's way down the line. Um, Maybe he goes down the Colton Iverson rabbit hole. I don't know, but. You know, they they have time. I mean, that, that certainly worked with the arm last year, uh, mm-hmm. most improved player in the Israeli Premier League. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you need with the 45th pick anyway? I would have been just as I wouldn't have been surprised if they had given it away for cash or something.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, not only wouldn't have been surprised, I, I kind of would have embraced it. Not because I, I think this kid's a bad pick. I know Evans as Evan does and he'll, I'll let him speak for himself, but he, you know, he goes down the highlight rabbit hole and falls in love you with watch. guys before they've, you know, like <laughs> b- we haven't heard of him five minutes ago, but now he's the next, the next best thing, which is great because I'm a little too cynical for that. So we need Evan around for things like that. But I just, it, I don't, it's, more often than not, you know, the, the vast majority of the time, and I'm not talking Celtics, I'm talking NBA in general, you take a guy in the second round, never mind 45th, second round, late first round, like typically these guys don't pan out. They're flyers, they're dart throws, they're, you know, it's, you, you just, you hope for the best and, and there's potential there, sure, but the fact that we're not going to see him anytime soon doesn't disappoint me at all. They have much bigger things okay. at hand to tackle with this roster.
1: No, he may not even be on the summer league roster. That's yet to be negotiated. But, yeah, leave him in France. Uh, maybe, maybe you can get him into a better league than the French Premier League. Maybe you can get him into Israel, which seems to be a pretty hot development ground right mm-hmm. now, um, and see what happens. But he's off the radar. Evan, you're not going to be able
0: to uh, order a jersey just yet. You're going to have to no. personalize <laughs> it on the NBA site. So that's, it's
2: E E G A R I N. Yeah. I mean, look. Pick we'll the number. You, you can go 21. Pick, I can't pick 40. Romeo's 45, right? So I can't pick 45. What yeah, mean, I guess not. Go 21 for the now. year. Yeah, right. I, the one thing. So going I, first off, I, I agree with Mark. The strategy of like we're, they're going to pick a guy that doesn't even play and they're just not going to take a roster spot is smart. Um, they're kind of cluing us in and Brad talked last night and I, I listened to um, his bit with uh, NBC sports Boston this morning. Mm. He talked about, and it's, it's pretty obvious. That I think he might've been really mad. And we I think people have talked about this and it's been maybe reported somewhere that he's probably mad at the fact that they had so many young guys under the bench and they were too young. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed some, some, some older guys to help them in certain situations. And, and by drafting this guy, uh, bigger I hope I'm saying that right. You, you guarantee yourself. As long as we're consistent, the three yeah, of us, that's, that's really good. all that matters. Uh, you know, if you, you draft him with the idea of like, okay, we drafted this guy, and Celtics drafted this guy, uh, but he's not going to be here. We can let him develop somewhere else. Meanwhile, we can give, you know, those out of the bench spots to, to people that are really going to play. So I, I like that. When you have the 45th pick in the draft, there's, and this is, again, I piggyback off Adam, two ways to look at late first round picks slash any second round pick that you have. You either, A, pick a skill that your team desperately needs and you find a guy that fits that skill, like Joe Weiskamp is a three-point shooter, uh, Austin Reeves, a three point shooter. Um, even the guy they got late, uh, Sam Hauser, who shot mm-hmm. I think 48% from three on five attempts a game the season prior to last. Uh, I think he was, uh, Wichita state maybe, um, then went on to Virginia and, and shot 46% from three on six attempts. Just pretty again, good shooter. That's that you take something like that, or you say, all right, this guy has so much upside, but he's so far away that, you know, if we let him develop somewhere, he might really develop into something that if, you know, if he were dr- two years later on the road, he'd be a you know mid first rounder or a lottery pick or something like that. And that's the way Boston's going here. I have no problem with that. Wings, as Mark mentioned, hottest thing you could possibly imagine in terms of value, right? The the there's so many point guards in the NBA that, you know, it seems like everybody's got a bunch of the boss can use one. Um big men are if they don't do certain things, they're really not valuable for you anymore, right? So wings is the the hot commodity. It's what you want the most of in the NBA because the way we switch on defense and you know way guys can you know uh, act as facilitators as a, as a wing player and what the mismatches that creates on the offense defense and whatever, whatever So into Begaron, like first off, the frame is ideal for a guy like that. I mean, six six, seven foot wingspan as an eighteen year old already weighs two hundred and fifteen pounds. That's you know a really solid frame on a, a young man. Um, that's literally still a teenager, can't even, you know, uh, get a legal drink here in the United States yet, right? So that's hmm. positive. Um, he's defensively pretty uh, – again, the frame is nice, but defensively, like, his wingspan makes it very difficult for a lot of people to, to get his, their shot up, so that's nice. Um, offensively, Seems like that's going to be where most of the development needs to happen. I, I guess he's comfortable with the ball in his hands, has a nice little crossover. His shot doesn't look too bad in terms of, uh, in terms of technique, you know, his feet below him get a little too, a little too happy, right? You want it to be a little bit more, a little tighter, a little less movement in the lower half. Um, and that'll come with experience, right. In training and, and practice and all that stuff. I just think, in terms of having a roster spot available for somebody else, he checks that box off. Um, the upside is obviously there as a, a, a three and deep potential guy with maybe some facilitation. We'll see. Um, but I, I overall like the pick. People wanted Sharif Cooper, who I love, but he's like six feet tall and, and doesn't weigh anything. Um, you know, he scored 20 a game, eight assists and he first, you know, Trey Young did the same thing his freshman season. So we'll see. But you know, you want th- this team. Clearly has a type, right? Hmm. They like athletic wings that are long and switchable on defense, and Cooper doesn't fit that mold, and on does. And the, he allows them to do some other things with their roster that, that make a lot of sense. I like him personally. Um, he's very athletic, very good in the open floor in transition. Um, I think that'll be probably his calling card as he starts. You know, a guy that you can leak out to. You know, you, you get the, the, the lead pass to in a break, and he can kind of finish it by himself. Um, he'll get stronger. So the finishing through contact will get better. Um, but you know, he has a long way to go on the offensive end, but the, the upside is clearly there. And, and, and I think it's a guy that they, 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 they were like, you know what, this is a worth of the swing, the roll of the dice, so to speak. And if he has the trajectory, you know, if, if he fills out a little bit and he, and he works on his jumps out a little bit, there's a really valuable NBA player there that could be a rotation player two or three years down the road, which I think is, is good. That's a good pick at 45.
0: Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer, our buddy, he... uh as he does every year has been doing it since you know long before the man was famous puts out his draft guide and uh, just some of the pros and cons and obviously Evan highlighted a lot of this already above the rim finisher who can dunk in traffic accelerates quickly displays good passing vision flashes lockdown ability as an on-ball defender with the seven-foot wingspan impactful on-ball defender when he's in the right position some of the minuses streaky shooter lacks touch in the paint and from the free throw line shot selection not great loves the mid-range jumper which must mean he about 45 years old. Defensive fundamentals uh, require improvement to complement his physical profile, lacks awareness defending the off ball, and yada, yada, yada. Again, 45th pick. There is no perfect player, certainly not when you're uh, in the middle of the second round. But, you know, one of the things you were both talking about is wings, wings, wings in today's NBA. Mark, we've been joking about this for years, the fact that the Celtics, you know, they they can only have so many guys that are like – 6'5 to 6'9 like that you know this was this goes back to Danny Ainge clearly like that can't be the entire roster you gotta have a little bit of balance so I guess you know we'll see what they decide to do we know they they actually have kind of a a, an abundance of bigs right now after the Horford and Brown additions in the Walker trade which cost them that first round pick in the first place so uh you know we can get into that a little bit as well the only guy you know Evan mentioned him I want to acknowledge him as well Hauser coming in from Virginia on a two-way contract which of course begs the question what is Taco Fall's future? What is Treymont Waters' future? The organization, at least under age believed in Fall. We'll see about Brad uh, Waters. According to reports, wants out. He uh, he's he's looking for. You know, it's we were laughing about it off air. It's kind of easy to scoff at, as Evan said, like 16th guy on on the bench looking for a trade. At the same time, you know, you think think of like a uh, you know Abdel Nader, right? Like a guy who's just yeah, you know, there's only he's he's proved himself, he's proven himself in, in, in the G League, and now he's looking for an opportunity. And and I, I think I just don't feel like Mark that exists in Boston. It it should no. fundamentally, in that they, they clearly have a gap at point guard with Kemba gone and, and not a lot of people are convinced Marcus Smart should be that guy, but it's certainly not Tremont yeah. Waters, so you may as well go somewhere else.
1: Well, and you know, Peyton Pritchard pretty much into Tremont Waters. Yeah. Chances here anyway, but. I mean, as far as Tremont goes, you know, Oklahoma City, that kind of situation, that's Mm. where he's going to get his minutes. Wouldn't wouldn't be a surprise. You know, he sort of fits the bill for Sam Presti in terms of commitments. I mean, I can't even keep track of how many draft picks he has now in abundance. (laughs) Many, many, many. He's trading picks for picks. Right. you know he's he's just in this uh, cycle, but um, Begarin, uh I guess the one thing that stands out to me is just how he's he's got a lot of raw explosiveness to him. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna he he has the potential to be very strong at the rim, um, but you know he he can't really shoot. You know yeah. it's not.
2: 36% from three on five attempts a game. I mean, it's not, not <laughs> nothing. It's better than uh, you know, Sharif Cooper shot, what,
1: 22% or whatever the number was? Yeah. Oh, Sharif, never, Sharif Cooper can't shoot. And that's uh,
2: the thing. You know, that's the people that, that's the one everybody wanted was the, the, this, in the vision is there, obviously, but it's, you know, the, he's 18, he's been playing professionally since he's 16 years old, which I like. His brother uh, is a professional basketball player. So he's growing up in a yeah. family that, you know, understands what it's like to be a professional athlete in their life. Um, and again, like the he, Wagner's. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I like how they're already, you know, uh, there's already the, the rivalry going on there with Franz and Mo Wagner, which is That's great. That's right. But the it, billboards in Orlando, you know, he, he's going to take some polish, but it's not like, you know, he's, uh, a complete disaster from three point range. Jalen Brown shot worse than three point.
1: range, So, it's, sure. you know, sure. Just, a, put him up against some Euro league defense and see how he does. I, yeah, he's if he, if he develops that three to an NBA level, then you've really got something. I mean, that's, you know, but they've got, like we were saying, they've got time. Uh, the Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty obvious from what Brad had to say last night. They're looking at the next stage, which is free agency, and they've got to do some juggling to make that work.
0: Well, you one of the first things that you said, Mark, upon coming on with us is that it feels like a trade is around the corner. So that's that's what people are looking for. And uh, Shams Sharani from The Athletic put out last night, which drew some attention from people. And this is not a new rumor, but anytime Shams and Woj and those guys put something out there, it's going to get that much more attention, obviously. Celtics, the Bulls and uh, the Raptors are among the teams expected to show interest in restricted free agent Lonzo ball. Again, Celtics have a point guard situation right now. Is this at all likely to you that, uh, that, that Lonzo ball winds up in Boston?
1: Depends on the price tag because, you know, I I think they're going to pay Evan Fournier. So to, you know, and having his bird rights, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. It, it, if there's a bidding war, it doesn't sound like New Orleans is very interested in retaining him. Right. Um, He's too the, good. He's getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if there is a bidding war, I don't I, I don't see how they're going to be able to afford it.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's just someone
1: it's, you
0: Like someone you think is a good, a better fit.
1: Yeah. Patty Mills. I don't know. And then again, I don't know how much that's going to cost.
2: Yeah, it feels yeah. like Lonzo's more Chicago bound because Chicago has, you know, some cap space that they can use to acquire him. Yeah. I don't think, you know, Boston's in order to acquire, I think both Fournier and Lonzo, I think they're like, they're hard capped at that point. It makes it much more difficult to do anything else. Um, and I think that's just, it's, t- it's a tough spot to be in. I'm not going to be, I'm not a cap expert. Like I just tell you who to follow in cap okay. things like, you know, Keith Smith does an amazing job. Ryan Bernardoni is a great job with cap stuff. Don't listen to me on that. It's not, it's not my forte. I just regurgitate what they say anyway. So just, just for sure. them. Um, But the, the Lonzo stuff, I think, yeah, at a certain price yeah, because I think Lonzo is a hell of a player. I think he's exactly what this team needs. A, a pass first point guard plays defense, rebounds, spreads the floor. You know, Lonzo's shot has come a long way. I will, I will a- actively acknowledge that, Um, you know, he again, that pass first, you know, uh, contagious ball movement, which Eme spoke about during the press conference, which seems to be lacking on Team USA right now. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of teams strive for. The, you know, the, we all, we all wish we were the, what was it, the 2014 Spurs that, you know, added Boris D out and all of a sudden they're one of the best passing teams that we've seen in right. the last 20 years. And then, you know, Golden State with all they've done, you know, Lonzo fits that mold and it would be great to have him, uh, in Boston, but it doesn't seem, feasible, especially if Fournier keeps playing out of his mind for Team France and, and starts to raise yeah. how much money he's going to get in free agency here because he looks like one of the best players in this entire tournament so far for the Olympics. So he's been scoring the ball well and moves the ball really well. Shot looks good. And again, that's what they wanted when they acquired him. And until he got COVID, he looked pretty good. So you know, I think Fournier, as everybody has reported, Mark, I think you've done it. Everybody's done it. Fournier seems to be the first domino to fall. And then they have some other things we got to take care of, including the Marcus Smart extension and Rob Williams' extension. Mark, any any idea how those might be progressing at all, or do you think this is more of a wait and see thing here with both guys? Uh,
1: I was talking with somebody yesterday who, <clears throat> referring to them as a group, said, "Well, it seems like everybody feels they're worth a lot of money right now." So you know, I can see Smart, as it turns out, signed a pretty team friendly contract the last time around. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's going to be as willing to settle. He's got a new agent. Even Chase made a rap video down. about it. What do you mean he's not
0: going to settle? <laughs> he was excited <laughs> about that—that that fifty-two
1: mil. Uh, I—he wants to stay. I—I, I, but I—they're—they're looking—they're looking to make a deal. I think he's expendable. I think if they find the right deal, he's gone. I don't think you know. You talk about point guards; they're not going to be in the market for Mike Conley or Chris Paul. That's way out right. of the range. Sounds like Conley's going to stay in Utah anyway. That's why I go back to Patty Mills. There's a there's a connection there with Udoka, um, a comfort level, uh, and he he's a vet he's a veteran presence off the bench. You know he's not going to cost Peyton Pritchard a lot of minutes, but you know he's the kind of guy they need. He when Brad said what he said last night, the first person I thought of, oh, edgy veteran presence. That's Patty Mills. But yeah, he maybe, maybe I'm going too hard. No, I this. think I think Patty Mills is
2: the one that everybody. You know, you look at not consensus, but you look at what the the pulse of the. The fans are. I think a lot of people are calling for Patty Mills. You know, someone that can – you know, when, when things get stale offensively like they did a lot last year, someone that can come off the bench, you know, right. score, you know, in isolation if they need to. And I'm not saying Patty Mills is some great isolation scorer, but in the right opportunity could break some Sweetheart off the dribble. But someone that's going to keep the ball moving, who if the ball right. finds him while well, he's open somewhere, he can hit an open shot. He can yeah. get hot from certain places. But he's he's not going to disrupt the flow of your offense. He's going to uh you know he's gonna uh, he's gonna make it you know, a little bit more what E-May wants a, a, a free flowing offense that that predicates ball or that, that focuses on ball movement. Um you know the relationship with them from San Antonio is obviously something they're going to be you know will something to to look at and say yeah we can build off this. I mean I think that and someone that can pull you know Pritchard aside and pull guys like Tatum and Brown aside. And say, hey, like you know, th- we need to do this to get like it- it's, right. it's, it's it's helpful to have a voice like that, uh, in, in you know, on your bench and in your locker room. It's it's really helpful. And a guy that can can see what Ime's you know uh, you know focuses and his goal is, and and really you know another you know guy that's like a coach and a player on the floor simultaneously. That's what people love about Rondo. They want Rondo back in Boston because uh-huh. he can be a coach and player simultaneously. Right. Patty yeah. can do that, but also shoot it a little bit better.
1: And Maybe not be so polarizing. Uh, he, he, uh, the other thing is Patty gives Eme a comfort factor, somebody he knows he can lean on when he's trying to get through to other guys. He'll be, you know, he'll be the coach's guy. And I think for a new coach, that's, that's going to be big. The other thing I like, especially if bringing him off the bench is that he'll really fit with Fournier. Fournier is another ball movement, movement, hit the open shot guy. I mean, the the second unit, as you guys know, was a problem at a lot of points last year. You get a regular Fournier in there, you get Mills, um, whoever the backup big is with that group. You know, you can really start to develop a bench identity. So Evan Fournier's return to you is an inevitability. I think so. I think, you know, Brad loved him. This is his chance to sign him. He can't get enough wings, as we've been (laughs) saying. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and they've got his bird rights. It, It makes all the sense in the world. Let's take a
0: quick break Tell you bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action the baseball season of course in full swing we're just past the all star break today as we talk right now is the baseball trade deadline see if the Sox can do more than just a uh, injured slugger from uh, the Nationals and Kyle Schwarber, you can track all the action at bet online get in and uh, get all the latest news odds and info for your sporting needs, including of course, Baseball, NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA action, NFL rapidly approaching training camps are underway. There are odds for every Olympic basketball game for both three-on-three and five-on-five action. Already have odds for next year's NBA champion, the Celtics, at plus 3,300, won't shock you to know that the Nets and Lakers are in the conversation for that top spot. Real-time odds updated and uh, props as well on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best way, best place for you to place your bets. It is free to sign up. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. And Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget, use the promo code CLNS 50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So uh, there are larger, excuse me, larger things at play, larger things to get into, mark, something that I just you know I, a passing mention, I suppose, but I, I feel like it's worth mentioning because it's out there again, Third straight year that that it's it's at least the the smallest of talking points. Celtics and Pacers, maybe talking Miles Turner again. Do you put any validity into these reports?
1: That's a tough one, considering where they are with their bigs right now, unless you're planning to move Horford. And that's a possibility. Um, Boy, that would be crushing to the Horford family. <laughs> I personally I think Hor- you know, but Horford has been Brad's binky for a long time, I think. I think he's really happy to have him back in the mix. I think there's, there's too many good things he's going to do, not just in terms of ball movement. And they haven't been a good defensive team since he left. If you, if you think about it, no, they haven't. I mean, so th- there's too many things he's going to bring. And he, he's had a year of rest, basically. I mean, I think he's going to come in with fresh legs. He's going to, you know, he's going to nurture Time Lord. He's going to – he's been working with Moses. Now, that's something that also you have to think about. I, you know, I mean, Moses has potential. He He's your first-round pick, right? I mean, that's yeah. basically it. He's the 17th pick. Um, So I don't – I don't see how you fit – I just don't see how you fit uh, – another big in there with the trade. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you, th- what do you guys think of him? Well, the thing that I, I'll even go a little step
2: further here. And again, I, I don't watch miles Turner every day. Um, right. And I watch every game. I know what he's capable of. He's, you know, a, a guy that's a, a stretch floor stretcher sh- block shots, like crazy, the rim, um, right. which Boston can definitely use. The one right. thing that I think, again, Horford gives you a vet presence, which I think Brad, again, we've acted like that's something they're looking for. And again, right. Turner is a young, promising big man, but he doesn't have experience in the playoffs and experience in this roster like Horford has, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's gotta mean something. Uh, the money owed to Turner versus the money owed to Horford is also right. something we can talk about here in a little yeah. bit because Horford has that 14 and a half million, you know, partial yeah. guarantee right. coming up right. that makes right. him slightly, you know, more tradable as we get closer to trending right. loan right. stuff. Um, right. but the other thing I will say is, and Ime talked about this too, they like bigs that can pass. Right. And the thing about Horford is his vision as a, as a high post passer, facilitator at the, at the, at the high post is, is something that I think it gets lost. And as you try and talk about valuing ball movement, there's something right there between and, – and, and, look, we all know Rob Hetz, this is part of his game as well. You have two guys there that can move the basketball uh, at the five spot, which I think they value a little bit. I think it – look, I'm not saying – and, you know, I think we went maybe a little too overboard with the Miles Turner thing, you know, in one direction of like, oh, man, like, is Miles Turner even that good? Like, they, you know, yeah, Miles Turner's a good player. Um, you look in league
1: in blocks, right? yeah. yeah. You know, would
2: he have made the Celtics better last year? You know, probably, you know, how much better? I don't know, but they would have at least had a you know a big man presence in the middle that they sorely missed uh, throughout the entire season. But I think Horford just the way he fits with this team um, and ha and, and knows these guys. Like I think the f- familiarity means a lot more than just having a young freak athletic guy in Turner who makes more money right. than Horford anyway. So I think right. it's, I, again, I like I like Miles Turner, um, but he's not the guy I'm looking to add at this point if I'm the Celtics to this, this roster. I don't think it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think, um, you know, and that word edge. I, when I think of edgy, I don't think of Miles Turner. I just, no. uh, you know, I mean, he gets blocks. He gets, you know, he gets stats, but he's not –
0: well in defensive rating too like he yeah. you know net rating that type of thing uh you know to, into the analytics like he's he's a he's a good defender i mean let's right. let's not discount his ability on that end of the floor he's, you know whether he's as good a team defender as as al horford i honestly have no idea I, I haven't dug into those metrics but um i just think sort of the the cost benefit analysis of the whole thing Right. And the fact that he's, you know, he's a young vet. He's, what, 24, 25 years old. and He's right. been in the league, you know, a handful of years. Durability has been a problem just the last couple of seasons. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's a fine player. I just, I wasn't goo-goo for him, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not this year either.
1: I mean, you've already got a guy with durability issues who you're hoping finally gets through that. I mm-hmm. you know you're going to add another big with the same kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I I I'm not sure how much of a match that is. One of
0: the
2: big talking points Mark over uh weeks really, hang, but on, honestly, hang on before
1: before we move on yeah.
2: here, I was I'm sorry I'm, I'm cutting in here Adam, but I I just want to bring this up. And I know that mm-hmm. we're going to look at counting stats and say that Miles Turner is better with counting stats than Rob. Well, the reason for that is he plays way more, you know, per game. Oh, uh, you got to get into the per 36 minutes. If you get into per 36 and per 100 possessions, <laughs> Rob actually, you know, kind of pans out a little bit better than Miles Turner. Per 36, uh, Miles Turner is 14.6 points, seven rebounds, uh, 1.2 assists, one steal and 3.9 blocks a game, which is pretty elite, right? And he shoots threes, Rob doesn't. So that, you know, helps him out a little bit. He shoots 34% from three on five attempts per 36. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rob – 15.2 points a game, 13 rebounds per 36 versus 7.6 assists, 33.4 30, assists per game, 1.6 steals per game, and he's not too far behind in blocks at 3.3 per 36. Then if you go to the you know per 100 possessions, Rob's numbers both offensive rating and defensive rating are better. 139 offensive rating, 104 defensive rating versus Miles Turner 112 and 108. So like they kind of already have someone that's already but Better, that's if, you know, where, where he totally,
0: where he totally, and Mark brought this up, where he totally dwarfs Rob as as much as I, I hate to say it because, you know, like a big time Lord guy, but it's, you know, get, get in the face of my mic here. Durability. Durability. It's it's a problem. Guy can't stay on the floor. And until he can stay on the floor, it's like the comp doesn't even matter. We can't keep, you know, we got to keep Rob Williams on the floor, you know, the Royal We, we got to keep the guy on the floor to actually let him hit that ceiling. I've been talking about Rob Williams being the, you know, the, the starting center for this team for two full seasons at this point, two full years. I've been talking about this, but you know, as soon as he just looks like he's ready to mature and get into that spot injury, you know, it's every time like clockwork fittingly enough for his nickname. And I I don't know what we're supposed to do with that going forward, but I don't think you want to then invest in, and look, Al Horford could be the same situation just because of his age, but you know, it's hard to invest in another young player who has trouble staying on the court.
1: I think that it'll be interesting once camp starts, but that Rob Horford combination, I mean, you talk about ball movement. I mean, you know, I know there's no comparison between uh, Turner and time Lord in terms of passing ability. I mean, Rob is really elite at finding shooters. He's already to that point, I think. And that's what they're going to be doing They're, You know, that's, that's how, ta- that's how you're going to make Tatum better. That's how you're going to make Jalen better is with a passing big like that. Um, so, yeah, keep him on the floor. I, you know, his injuries tend to be kind of fluky. So, you know, what could happen next?
0: We've been talking for weeks about yeah. the possibility <laughs> of Bradley Beal getting moved, Damian Lillard getting moved. Obviously, neither did, Neither one on, on draft night did. And, you know, Dame, that seems like that's still in the air, still potential. People want to link him to the Sixers. Possible Ben Simmons deal. He didn't get traded yet, but very clearly that has come to an end in Philadelphia. Bradley Beale, interestingly enough, at least reportedly, is committed. He doesn't want out of Washington. And yeah. I don't think there's any great shock there. Like Russell Westbrook getting moved to the Lakers, and we'll get into that in a little bit. It wasn't the thing that was gonna break the Campbell's back. You know, like he didn't want out when when John Wall was sent away. He's not gonna want out you know, just talent wise, I don't know how they fit personality wise, but just pure right. talent wise, he's not going to want out upon Russell Westbrook leaving. So, you know, short of, excuse me, him, uh, like forcing his way to, to, oh, <coughs> to, to Boston, excuse me, I choked up thinking about it, forcing his way to Boston, just because he's so hell bent on playing with Jason Tatum, which we're not even sure that he is, obviously, then we'll, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it feels like that sort of that dream that 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 pipe dream people have or that fantasy or whatever. Like, it, it, it's almost short of me bringing it up right here. Obviously, it's almost not even worth talking about anymore because I don't think it's going to happen. I, by the way, would not. And I've said this before. I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for him anyway. And it's not like it'd be a one for one. It'd be Jalen Brown plus whatever it is. It just doesn't make all that much sense to me, Mark. I mean, what's what's you your, your how are you feeling right now about the Bradley Beal potential?
1: I think if you're interested in him, you wait it out until he's a free agent. Yeah. Um You've got, you know, you guys were talking about the discount and uh, Horford's contract. You'll get some flexibility that way. Everybody's building flexibility for 22, right? Mm-hmm. But, But that's if he really wants to come here and he decides that, kyle kuzma and montrez harrell are not really what he's gonna get him where he wants to be then i think you have a good shot i'm just
0: not i don't sounds kind of cruel to say because i don't know bradley beal at all but i think washington as a franchise is just content to be in the you know like that in the playing tournament, you know, in that seven. It's not year. even playing
2: like tournament. What play? What playing tournament are you making with Bradley Beal and the spare change they have? I mean, I think, that, I mean, I think it's going to be a disaster. I I think I they're agree.
0: content to be in the conversation. You might be right. I think they're content to be in the conversation for that, though, and maybe they won't be. Maybe they won't be. But I think Washington as a franchise is perfectly fine living there. And I don't know how much Beal cares. Like Beal just might be. It, you could look at it two ways. He could be totally comfortable in Washington, just wants to be there. Or you could, if if we want to like really do him a solid here, you could compare him to Giannis in the sense that he says, no, I, like, I, I, I want to do it here. Like, I don't want to go somewhere else. I don't want right. to join a super team. I don't want to go with friends. I want to win in Washington and we're going to build a, a, a true contender here. And I'm going to wait it out. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's going to happen with Bradley Beal. There, I don't think it would make
1: any—that's the difference.
0: Responsible though responsible sense to give Bradley Beal a super max contract in a year. That's I don't think Washington the will. The,
2: the difference between Giannis in Milwaukee and and Bradley Beal in Washington is that Milwaukee with Giannis was a one seed. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, they know sure. they can compete for stuff. They just didn't. You know, uh-huh. the bubble was weird for them, but that, that they know they're good. Mm-hmm. Washington has never been relevant, basically, with Bradley Beal. Their 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 one their one crowning achievement with the Washington Wizards was the Game Six they won against the Celtics, where John Wall <laughs> hit the three. Right. He climbed right. on the scores table and said, "This is my house." And then, oh wait a minute, we got to win one more game, and here comes Kelly right. Olinick. Yeah, here go.
0: comes Kelly O. Right.
2: Right. Right. This is this right. is not like Brad Beal hasn't tasted. Like first off, I think Brad Bill Beal is a competitor. And you get that vibe from him. if you listen to him. Like he has a, 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 a AAU team that he speaks very candidly with because he's just a really awesome guy. And he talks about how when you're in the NBA, you have people gunning for your job constantly, and if you're not willing to work and put the work in every single day, both in the regular season and off season, to be the best you can be. Somebody's going to come after you for your spot. And he's talking about that. Like he's, you know, wasn't the number four pick. It wasn't an, an, an amazing recruit to Florida. He's talking like he was like the, the, you know, a guy that was picked in the second round and is is, you know, through hard work and grit has made his way out of the starting lineup. Like this is a guy who has a lot of, you know, he, he, he's, he's been very, he, people were comparing him to Ray Allen when he came out of high school. Okay, (laughs) it might be the best shooting prospect we've seen since. That's the type of stuff we're dealing with here. I I don't I have a hard, And maybe I'm projecting a Brad Beal. That's fine. I have a hard time find, you know, looking at Brad Beal thinking like, yeah, he's going to be totally content in Washington being the 10th seed his whole career. I don't think so. I think at some point and I think this is going to be the fascinating part about this group of superstars and Brad Beal doesn't really fit in that because he's younger. But there's going to come a point where LeBron, Katie, uh, you know, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, these older guys are going to be past their prime. They're going to start having to latch on to other teams with a Luca, a Trey, a Zion, what name it, right? They're going to start latching on to those guys to try and win one more. So I think Brad might look at the landscape and say, hey, I'm like 26, I'm very young, 25. I have a lot of time to make a lot of money, but I also like don't want to be in a losing situation my whole life. And I think at some point, I think it's going to come to a head shortly. I don't know if it's going to be in Boston. I, I Look, I know that Tim and Tatum are buddies, and short of him being like, I'm only playing in Boston, I don't see how it's going to work. But I don't think Brad Beal is going to be long for Washington when he realizes how bad his roster is this year. And, yeah. if look, if Washington's good, I will eat so much crow on this show. Fine by me. But I, I, I just don't see it at all, guys. Don't worry. They won't be good. You don't have to worry about that.
1: It tells you something about Washington that they think that by bringing in all of these Lakers who are all, all have serious flaws, that that's going to make Bradley Beale feel better and feel like he has a better chance. Um, Kyle Kuzma is, you know, do you want to see Kyle Kuzma in a bigger role than he already had?
0: This is the opportunity though, for, for old Kuz to inch toward oh. 18, 19 points per game. This is his chance.
1: Oh, uh, he's 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 a guy who can just he can shoot you out of a game faster than just about anybody except Marcus Smart. But <laughs>
2: so Westbrook, the guy he's replacing, he could also
1: do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think Beale is you know Beal has shown no indication that he wants to leave, as you were saying. But he, I think he's going to pl- play out his contract and see what happens. Wait for wait until you become a free agent. See what happens next year. Maybe we're all wrong, and you know that's a good good lineup i just I just thought last night when that deal was made, I thought, what a great deal for the Lakers.
0: Let's spend a few on that deal because it, uh, it was interesting. I mean, you know, it was like the, the war between Shams and Woj because first it looked like buddy well, healed for those same players more or less right. was going to be going to LA and then, you know, maybe the Wizards swooped in and made the Westbrook deal or maybe it was Sacramento was leverage. I don't know. Uh, honestly, just as, as a basketball fan, clearly I'm, I'm not a Lakers fan, but as a basketball fan, I thought buddy healed would have been a better fit there. You know, is is, mm-hmm. is, is he the better player? no, but would he be the better fit? I think he would have been. You wouldn't have given up quite as much for him either as uh, you know what Westbrook in that forty-four million a year or whatever it is cost you. I just yeah. what's interesting to me, and and I remember Evan and I've talked about this a bunch as well, just over the years. You know, I did not think, and I was wrong. Obviously, I did not think the the bubble Lakers or or that team in general, and and going into that year two years ago, they were the expected projected. Champions and and sure enough, you know they 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 were. I didn't think they they had enough. You know, I thought mm-hmm. that. Excuse me, I thought the LeBron Davis like top heavy. That's it. They're you know th- th- very little around them, not nearly enough to go win a championship, as we saw they did. And then they make all these moves last off season, addressing the fact that they really, despite winning a championship, really lacked depth. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying on the show, I I thought the Lakers were at least on paper, a better team this past year than they were the previous year when they won. Mm -hmm. And then health issues get in the way, load management, all like LeBron doesn't play nearly as much. He has a serious injury. Davis is in and out throughout the year. And, you know, then they, they, they squeak into the play in tournament, go down in the first round. And I think they're just so embarrassed that it's, you know, the hell with this, you know, we're going to deal with it. We're going to show all the, all, all, all the gamblers that, that are, our, our odds are where they should be in depth be damned. We're adding another, you know, head of the snake and other, you know, we're, we're forming our, are 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 even more super team. We've got a three-headed monster now. We've got a a big 3 with LeBron and and Davis and Westbrook. I don't think Westbrook by the way is going to be a uh, you know, average a triple double there in LA uh, no. because I I think he's going to fall short on the rebounds. If if I don't know, there're probably odds out, out there on that, but I just I don't the fit I don't love. I think it's fine, but there's there's just there's so little around them right now. And I know they're going to sign guys. They're going to, you know, they'll they'll fill out the roster. But I think there's so little around them that it, it just doesn't right. mark. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah, I it's um just that that was such a flawed supporting cast last year. I think sure. I th- I think they really get tired of it. There's no excuse why Harrell isn't a better defensive player. I mean, you know, it, it, it's you know he should be a beast and he's not. And I think at least Westbrook brings you a kind of aggression. You know, he ad- he definitely adds edge to that team. Um, you know, does he get along with LeBron? I guess that's that's the big thing.
0: That's everybody's favorite game.
1: If he does, but I but I think the thing I loved about Westbrook last year was it looked like he. Was starting to see the light in terms of what's important. You know, I, I thought that, you know, he played well with Beale. Um, and he can, he can sometimes all by himself change games. I mean, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have, you know, you, you were talking about the load management. I mean, LeBron, LeBron has finally hit that age when he's going to get hurt. So. During those gaps, Westbrook is the kind of guy who can fill in when you've got guys off the floor who can sort of take things over.
2: Yeah, I just don't, like, they need floor spacers, and he's not a floor spacer. No. He's going to give you a ball handler. He's going to take responsibility off of LeBron, which is going to work. And then we'll see what they do with Schroeder. But that's, you know, between the three guys there, You got 110, 120 million committed to three guys. Uh, True. You know?
1: So now will will they not afford Schroeder? I I don't think they can. I don't think
2: it's physically possible. I mean, if they if people are talking about, oh, they can still pull off a a heel trade. I'm like, it's 143 million or 140 something million for four players. I mean, the Nets version of it works because you have two are three of the best isolation scorers in the game. I mean, Harden is a 40-whatever percent three-point shooter, but he also is a wisp with the basketball. He's phenomenal. Right. Kyrie, when he's right, is an incredibly good break-you-off-the-dribble player. And Kevin Durant is one of the best shooters and individual scorers we've ever seen in the history of basketball.
1: Sure.
2: This sure. other version of it, doesn't, like it doesn't matter where you put around those three guys they're still going to score 120 points and they're 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 Durant three you know foot sizes smaller shot away from being in the NBA finals probably right because they probably handle even though they were short they probably find a way to handle the Hawks because that's how good that Durant and and Harden and, and Kyrie if they're all healthy can be sure
1: look
2: and Durant was the only one that was healthy at the end of the at the end of the thing so you know look it doesn't to me, it doesn't work. It's great for Boston because that gets a, an impact player out of the Eastern Conference, and they replace yeah. them with a whole bunch of junk,
1: right? right. That's right.
2: great for Boston. So, yeah, that's a let's team acknowledge team to that. Worry about right? one less team to worry about. One less team to beat up, and, and maybe you know, if Jalen and Jason have their A games, you can still win that. I mean, you know, look, those are, those are the games the Celtics tend to lose, though, aren't they? They do. Unfortunately, that's that seems to be the case. But it's it's you know the the Lakers version. And look, I understand getting Westbrook because he's. First off, he's durable. He's the Mm anti-Anthony Davis. Davis, you know, seems to get an injury every single season, you know, one or two. And look, I love Anthony Davis, but he just can't stay healthy. Westbrook is Iron Man. That guy is never, ever. Uh, And he plays hard every second. Basically, he's on the floor. I mean, defensively, he might slip every once in a while, and he's not that great of a defender anymore. But you don't have to worry about him trying. He's going to bust his ass for 48 minutes. So I think LeBron likes that. But how do they fill the rest of that roster out? I have, I have no idea. I have no clue. And, and, you know, it'll be fascinating to watch because they're going to compete with some guys in the periphery that Boston's going to probably want to compete yeah. with. And Boston might have a little more money at their disposal than LA does. LA is going to have LeBron. So that's when you yeah. compare them I and you try and bring the Celtics back into it, you, you look at, you know, they might be looking at the same guys in the periphery and, you know, Boston might have the, we have more money than they do. And, and LA is like, yeah, well we have LeBron and, and we're going to be able to compete for a title a little bit better than Boston does. But, you know, that's going to be, to bring it back to Boston, that's, you know, that's going to be how it impacts them a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, The one name that I was a little surprised by was Caldwell Pope. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is a guy who actually serves a purpose there.
2: Yeah, but the Clutch has done him so many favors over the years with LA. I think, I think the KCP owes the Lakers one at this point. Then you get like $12 (laughs) million, like, Per yeah. year for the, like, he got a lot of money from L.A. And right. I think you know, Clutch was like, "Hey, if you do this for KCP, you know, we'll, we'll throw, you know, we'll, we'll talk to LeBron about it and see if we can get LeBron out of here too." I think KCP, you know, the Lakers have done him enough favors. I think I think he's done them very well.
1: Right. right. All
0: I know is I've been saying Russell Westbrook was going to be a Laker for six years now, so I'm just glad to be right eventually. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it took a little time, yeah. but we got him there. The the fashion yeah. maven landed there.
1: There you go. <laughs> I mean, with the Lakers, you know, you can pick about any name, and it's eventually going to happen. Exactly. Years. Yeah. But imagine if
0: we had said Rondo back in the day, that would have been well, tough.
1: Ron, Rondo is a Laker. Oh, my God. He if was good for him, then too. He that play play was for half the league before he retired. He was so good for them. He was. He was the perfect fit. But but if you had told Rondo back in say 2010, oh, you're going to be a Laker someday, he would have spat at you. Yeah. <laughs> So now he up. now he is the ultimate. Uh, well, I don't want to call him a mercenary, but he's he's the ultimate.
0: He, he kind of is.
1: I mean, he's he's
0: certainly a journeyman now.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure but. Brad would want to bring him back, considering some of the grief Brad had had with him. Yeah, older, wiser, right? Well, yeah, he is actually. Yeah,
0: and they yeah. both are. Quite frankly,
1: yeah, true, true.
0: All right, uh, I think that'll about do it, you know we're uh you know forty five or fifty minutes deep. I think that's enough and and uh quite frankly, there, you know
1: there's one thing, oh please, that I think is gonna be a big key with these guys. How much is m a able to change the way smart looks at the game? Mm. I mean because he should be your playmaker, yeah. He runs a great pick and roll. He is a good passer. But when he gets that first open 30-footer early in the clock, does he think, well, maybe we should be moving the ball a little more? Well,
0: but to yeah. that end, and, and like you said, it goes directly with Eme. this is what I wonder. For all the people over the years, the last – how long has Smart been here? Like. 7 years now or something like that. Yeah. For all the people over the over the time that Marcus Smart's been here that have, you know, bitched and moaned and griped about shot selection, the amount he shoots, three-pointers, all that stuff, I never did for two reasons. One, I thought he'd get better, which, you know, he did right. and then he kind of fell back, but also because how do you get mad at the guy when the head coach is publicly telling him to take that shot right. brad stevens right. wanted him shooting that way so what i'm really curious about is if Ime Odoka, to your point steps in and says yeah don't do that anymore that's right. that's that's not how we see you here yeah. and obviously you know if he does smart's gonna have to listen otherwise it's gonna cost him in, in one way or another so right. he's, he's not gonna just blindly you know or blatantly disregard his his new head coach so if if Eme does say that and we don't know really how Emme views this league yet with regard to offense and you know mm-hmm. does he want his team taking 43 pointers a game or does he want his team taking 23 pointers a game and where smart fits into that 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 to me is is one of the really interesting things going into this year.
1: And playing through the post, playing through time lord and then, you know, playing the inside out game.
2: Mhm. And Smart's a good post facilitator himself. We've seen yeah. it throughout his yeah. entire career. He's a great post facilitator. Get him down there. I right. I think I think you're right on this, and I think it will be a testament to how good of a communicator is Ime Udoka really, um, mm. because that's what everybody talks about. He's a great communicator. He's James Harden whisperer. Um, he was the reason why Lamarcus Aldridge went to went to San Antonio. I mean, we, we've heard all the stories. Um, And I think Damon Stoudemire might have something to do with this too. And I, I'm so thrilled that he is a part of this coaching staff. I cannot, I mean, Adam and I, I think when, when it oh. happened, you and I texted me, we were like, yes, this is exactly. Yeah. This is what this, this is. The guy we've been watching for years. Perfect.
0: Uh-huh. Get him a jersey.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. Get him a jersey. Let him play. You know, bring like, in mighty mouse. Right. I'm all about it. And, you know, look, it, it, it I, th- I am of the – and look, this goes right back to what you said earlier, Mark. If the right deal is out there, they'll it they'll, you know, might be somebody that they really consider moving. Mm. I am very curious, and I would love to see it before they do anything because I don't think you have to trade smart right now. You can wait till midseason if you want to, and I think that's what they should do. Sure. I would like to see what Marcus Smart looks like as the full-time point guard. Yes. I, I just want to see it. I think it's possible. Um, I think it's there. I just think he needs the right guidance, and I think maybe those two guys are, are the ones that can do it for him. And I just – I think if you're training smart, who's been – is now the longest tenured Celtic on this team, right. yeah. uh, I think you owe it to yourself because you've come this far. You might as well give this thing one – well, uh, you might as well see if he's got it. Because if he does, it cures this problem of all the small point guards they've had lately. And all the abuse they get on that on the defensive end with Kemba and Kyrie and Isaiah, yeah, right? It finally gives you a, a solution to that, and I just I think you owe it to yourself to see it through. That's all I'm going to say. All right, very good. Well, we will wrap there. This show once again bet on,
0: uh, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. Again, the new Celtic is uh, Juan Begaron in a few years maybe if he's able to make Mm -hmm. the league but either way it's going to be an interesting offseason continues for the Celtics free agency right around the corner and of course Jason Tatum Jason Gold there in Tokyo so uh best of luck to the Americans and everybody else involved Mark Murphy always a pleasure sir come back anytime all right we'll bug you in two months yeah 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 that's about right all right good Evan Valenti Have fun. I'm Adam Kaufman. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening, watching. We'll catch you next time.